as Jews, whenever we're faced with challenges, we always look to the Parsha, the Torah portion of the week, for guidance. And in this week's Parsha, we don't have to look far to see an astounding revelation, a prophecy, almost, in relation to what's going on today. This week's Torah portion, Noah's Parsha's Noah, the flood story. Um, it's not, it's, it's quite ironic that this brutal attack on Israel was known by Hamas as the Al-Asqa flood, the goal of flooding Israel and wreaking havoc. So in this week's Torah portion, just a few lines into the Parsha is an astounding line. What brought about the flood? On humanity. What was the cause? The Torah tells us that there was, uh, it says, Vtishchas Haaretz Elohim, the world began to become corrupt in front of God. And this corruption refers to some form of immorality. And the world became full of Hamas. There it is, right there in the Parsha. Four lines and three lines into the Parsha. The world became full of Hamas. What is Hamas? So the world, the word in, in Hebrew, Hamas, means robbery or violence. And the amazing thing here is that the, the Targum, the translation of the Torah, ancient translation of the Torah into Aramaic, which was a vernacular tongue at the time, translates Hamas as Hatufim, which in modern Hebrew means kidnapping, literally hostages. And it's, it's really a, a, a crazy thing and a scary thing that we see it right here in the Parsha. So it says... There's so much more to be said, but um, the word Hamas, the Rizna Rebbe, the great Hasidic masters, the Rizna Rebbe, Rebbe Yisrael Friedman, who of Rizn, and I believe in uh, Ukraine, I mean in Roma what is now Romania, and the Carpathian Mountains, was uh, one of the early Hasidic masters. He was the, I believe, the grandson of the Magad of Mezrich, the primary disciple of the Baal Shem Tov. As the original Rebbe points out, that the word Hamas is made up of three Hebrew letters, Ches, Mem, and Samich. And he says these are the primary letters of the name Nachash, which is the serpent, which is the embodiment of evil in this world, and the letters Samech Mem, which are the primary names of the angel of evil, the name of the Satan, the force of evil in this world, whose name is Samech Mem Aleph Lamet Samil. And he says Hamas is made up of those three letters which denote the greatest evil in the world. It's quite shocking and, and certainly has something perhaps to do with our current situation 
Uh, in Arabic, the word Hamas, I believe, means strength, uh, perhaps violence or pride. Now, how do we respond to what's going on here? There's so much to be said, and I want to talk about it more. And as we learn the Torah portions in the next two weeks, we're going to learn about Yishmael, who is the uh, the, the ancestor of the the Arab nations, and what his spiritual role is, what he represents, and how to to deal with him. And and um, we'll continue with that that in future weeks. But just as something that I've been thinking, and, and I think it's it's quite powerful. Uh, yesterday I opened up a a I was in shul, I was in my synagogue, and there was a pile of books. Um, that were just left around in the synagogue, and there was a sign that said, please claim your books. It's all going to be given away in a couple of weeks, you know, whatever's unclaimed. And I looked at the table, and I saw I didn't have anything there. And then the other day, I looked again, and I happened to see a book. I'm like, oh, I have that book at home. And I opened it up, and it was mine. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> it's a book of uh, excerpts of Hasidic thought on the Torah portion. And I opened it up to the first piece in Parshish Noah, and it says as follows. It says, how do the Torah is speaking to all generations at all times? It's not just a book telling about ancient stories. It's speaking to us right now. And the piece said, so how do we survive a flood when the world looks like it's falling apart around us? What is the answer? So it says that Noah entered into the teva, into the ark. The word teva in Hebrew means a box. And here it refers to the ark, but it also refers it also has the same meaning as a letter or a word. And the, the message that was brought down is that in order for us to survive tragedy, hardship, disaster, is to go into the words of Torah and into the words of prayer. Through strengthening ourselves in Torah, strengthening ourselves in prayer, we have the ability to overcome. And then the piece continued with something which I don't even know how it fit, but it felt like it was speaking to me. It said that, quoting the Medrash, a Talmudic teaching, that in the future there would be uh, different groups in the world. There would be the Jewish people, the faithful of the Jewish people, and then another group who denied God's existence or denied the Torah, I'm not exactly sure what group it's referring to. I believe I once heard it was referring to the Arabs, but it could be it's referring to perhaps secular Jews. And it said that both groups will approach uh, God and offer a sacrifice. And the group of the non-religious or the non-Jews or whatever it is, their sacrifice would be accepted by God. And the other group would be the Jewish group the faithful Jewish group would be denied and that that would be the final test at the end of time. That sometimes it looks like everything is against us. So how do we survive? We have to strengthen our faith in God and our prayer, our connection to Torah, our connection to the Jewish people. And I believe that's the way that we can combat the Arabs who are against us. Obviously not all Arabs, but those who are against us. The Muslim people have incredible merits. They pray five times a day. They have incredible faith in God. They're willing to even die for God. Allah Hu Akbar means God is great. And they also have circumcision. And the Zohar says that through the circumcision, they have a connection to the land of Israel. So we're fighting a very formidable enemy. 
But if the Jewish people at this time are saying, you know what, we don't need God, we have the IDF to protect us, or who needs Judaism, we're just going to become like every other nation in the world and assimilate, so then the Arabs will defeat us, God forbid. But if we unite with strength and faith in God and our beliefs, in pride of what it means to be a Jew, in knowledge and education of what it means to be a Jew, so then, and connection to prayer and connection to Torah by literally entering into the words of Torah, the words of prayer, which is the ark, the modern day ark, the ark that will protect us from the floodwaters, so then we will survive. And uh, hopefully in the, on Sunday, I would like to give a message of what I believe the, the underlying message is for all of us, which is that it's not about becoming more religious. God doesn't want us to be religious just by doing actions, just doing actions. He doesn't want us to be more religious. He wants us. He wants us. He wants us to connect to him. He wants our hearts. He wants our souls to be back as a chosen nation, the nation whose job it is to reveal God in the world. He wants us to connect him, to want to connect him. He will, and the primary way that we can show that is by connecting to each other. When the Jewish people is one, when the Jewish people is united, it says in the Talmud that even if we're worshiping idols, our enemies can't touch us. If we're united as a people, which is the ultimate expression of our spiritual beliefs, because the more spiritual we are, the more we're able to really love each other. Because ultimately the Jewish people all come from one source. We are all one soul, disconnected into different bodies. When we fight with each other, as we've seen this past year in Israel, we're claiming that our bodies are primary. We're part of different factions. We're part of different groups and different camps. We have different beliefs. But when we unite, we say, you know what? Our differences, it's irrelevant. Our bodies, that's not the real us. It's our souls that on the soul level, we're really all connected. And this experience so far has brought the Jewish people closer in many ways than ever before. We have to continue that. We have to continue to grow spiritually on an individual level. But that has to have an, an outgrowth. and has to have an outcome on the way we treat each other on our unity. And if we can truly unite and show Hashem that we want to be one nation, our enemies don't discriminate between religious Jews or secular Jews. We have to do the same thing. We have to come together as one, as one nation under one God. So that is our, our mission. There have been many moments in Jewish history where it seems like this is it. This is the Messiah's coming. The, after the Holocaust, the formation of the State of Israel, amazing, amazing moment in Jewish history. We thought we were wiped out, and then we come back and we return to our homeland. The Six-Day War, incredible defeat uh, of, of multiple nations. And here we are again at a moment in history where it feels like this is a moment that, that things can change, things can turn around. And it's all dependent on us. How do we utilize this moment? Do we utilize this moment to grow or do we just let it pass us by? So I want to bless you all with a beautiful Shabbos and to take take on something to help you grow closer to spirituality, closer to your true self and closer to others and closer to God.